0: Welcome to Total Teen Health and Wellness, the podcast for parents of teenagers to learn more about how medical and mental health issues are affecting their teen children. This is Dr. Shauna Garza, and I'm an adolescent medicine physician, providing essential education and helpful guidance to parents of teens and young adults. This podcast encourages parents to empower their teen children to live healthy and balanced lives. Welcome back to Total Teen Health and Wellness. This is your host, Dr. Shauna Garza. Today on our episode, we're going to talk about anxiety in teenagers. We know that this is very common right now, and the numbers are increasing. One in three teenagers between the age of 13 and 18 will experience anxiety in some form. And there are many causes right now of why anxiety is increasing in teenagers and young adults. Academically, many teens feel very pressured to achieve and there's a lot of emphasis on test scores and grades. Many teens worry if their class rank will be high enough, if their GPA will be high enough, if they'll be accepted to college and this emphasis on achievement breeds anxiety in many teens. I have many teens that are very smart and conscientious with their school But they tend to be perfectionistic, and that really leads them to feel anxious and nervous and worried. There are very high expectations placed on teens right now. When I talk to my teen patients about the kinds of classes that they're taking and the activities that they're doing, it almost sounds like college back in the time that I went to college. They're taking specialized classes, they're doing a lot of college prep work, and that puts a lot of pressure on them. Many teens will internalize that pressure and feel anxious. Of course, this last year, anxiety has been high related to COVID. Many patients will internalize those worries when they hear their family members worried about their jobs or finances illness, being exposed to COVID, all of that can affect teenagers, just like it affects adults. The world is also very scary and threatening to many teens because of what they know about school shootings and about lockdown drills. And, you know, over the last year, they also saw this increased social unrest, over justice issues and racial issues. And many of them really see that there's been a level of chaos and instability that worries them. Social media also plays a real role in increasing anxiety in teens. And I do think if we're to look back over the last 10 plus years, That as social media has grown and the access has increased in young people, that anxiety has also increased. There is a correlation there. Many teens link their self-esteem and how they feel about themselves to their social media profiles. They worry about how many followers they have, how many likes their posts get, who they're interacting with. And social media inherently sets the stage for them to compare themselves to others, whether it's body image, whether it's just overall image. Patients often will worry that they don't match up and that they're not enough. So the warning signs of anxiety are very important for parents to notice Some teens, even at young ages, will have recurring fears or worries where they really get stuck on worrying about certain things. There may be a change in behavior. Sometimes parents will notice that their teens are regressing and maybe acting younger than their age or maturity. Some teenagers will even begin avoiding school. I'm actually going to do a follow-up episode specifically on the issue of school avoidance because it's something that I treat in my patients and talk about with parents. And so often that relates to anxiety. Patients may avoid activities where they feel anxious. They may feel like they can't focus because often with anxiety, Patients are having racing thoughts and lots of thoughts and worries, and it's hard for them to calm those thoughts and be able to focus. Sleep issues are very common in teens with anxiety, often having a hard time falling asleep and also staying asleep. Parents may hear about teens turning to substances as a way of coping with anxiety, And of course, I've mentioned in other episodes how important it is for teens to build healthy coping skills. We understand that substance use, of course, is an unhealthy way of coping. And I have heard many times from my teen patients that one of the reasons that they vape, for example, is to feel calmer. They may turn to marijuana and alcohol for similar effects. And of course, I talk to my patients about how that is really a short-term fix, but ends up leading them into other problems and other issues that they then have to deal with. One thing about anxiety that I see, and the parents will see as well, is that there are often many physical discomforts. Sometimes patients really report the physical feelings before they report feeling anxious. Frequent stomach aches, frequent headaches, nausea, fatigue, neck ache, back ache may all be related to anxiety and tension. And then anxiety attack symptoms can feel very overwhelming to patients. They may feel tightness in their chest. They feel like they can't breathe. They can't see clearly. They feel like they're going to faint. They have their heart racing. All of that is related to anxiety and really has to do with the body moving into a fight-or-flight response. Internally, a stress response gets turned on, and it can feel very uncomfortable. And many times patients are worried something really bad is happening to them because they don't make the connection that those physical feelings are tied to their emotional state. There are also many mental health symptoms, of course, related to anxiety. Patients may feel very nervous, on edge. They may feel like they just cannot stop worrying, that they always are worrying. Many patients will describe that they worry about little things, or they think through kind of the worst-case scenario with their life and different situations. They may have trouble relaxing where before maybe they enjoyed watching movies with friends and they can't even find enjoyment in doing that. They may feel restless. Sometimes that's apparent where there's physical fidgetiness, tremor, shaking. Patients will often feel irritable when they have anxiety. And so irritability and feeling easily annoyed often accompanies anxiety. And parents can sense that. And then many patients will be afraid that something really bad is going to happen. I've seen this more often this year, related to COVID, where patients are worried about getting sick, about their parents getting sick, about being exposed. And so these are real Fears that are based in reality of what life has been over this past year, but sometimes those fears are even amplified where it makes it hard for teens to be able to function. School avoidance is something that, again, I mentioned is tied to anxiety. Many times patients are having physical feelings and those not feeling good as far as stomach ache and headache, and that. Can make them not want to go to school. There are also many patients that have social anxiety, and so being in a large high school setting is really hard for them. It's hard where they're meeting new people in each class, where they're passing periods that are loud and crowded, having to talk on their own to teachers and administrators. All of that can be very hard for patients that are dealing with social anxiety. There's also a form of anxiety we call situational anxiety. Typically, that is related to public speaking, participating in class, a performance, test-taking, presentations. Those are the kinds of things that teenagers have to do as part of school or maybe as part of their activities, and that can lead to a lot of anxiety. Patients will very often have physical feelings where they feel real clammy or they can't breathe, some of those anxiety attack symptoms that start in certain situations. There are other conditions that I treat and evaluate very often that relate to anxiety. There is the disorder called obsessive compulsive disorder that really relates to patients having many rituals and routines around their behaviors and having recurrent thoughts that they obsess over or get really stuck in. And I do caution families from overusing that term many times parents or patients will say, I'm so OCD about this thing or this other situation. And I usually make sure that they understand that this is a clinical diagnosis that has its own criteria, and many patients may have obsessive thinking, but that doesn't really lead to the level of dysfunction that patients can feel with true OCD. I do a lot of work with eating disorders, and I plan to have several episodes going over that care, and eating disorders are very much tied to anxiety, anxiety around food, anxiety around body image, anxiety over having a sense of control over things, and so that is directly related for many patients. So what helps patients feel better that deal with anxiety and other anxiety issues? Therapy is so important. I talk about therapy a lot with my patients, and I'm referring to cognitive behavioral therapy, dialectical behavioral therapy. These are talk therapy formats that are offered by counselors and social workers and other professionals. And the idea is that patients work on building healthy ways of coping with how they feel. They also need to understand how their thoughts and feelings connect because that often underlies much of the thinking and feeling process and anxiety. Self-care of the body, again, is always important in mental health. Getting enough sleep, addressing that, getting regular exercise, eating regular meals, that does all help the brain work better. We also consider medicine occasionally in patients, and medications can be as needed, or they can be medicines that are given to get at the root of general anxiety. There's been research that even therapy alone can yield a 60% positive response in teens. And then the combination of therapy and medication, especially if given early, can yield a positive response in 80% of teens After 12 weeks. And so these therapies and treatments are not short term fixes. These are tools that can help patients feel better, but they do take time. I hope this was helpful information for you as a parent of a teenager or young adult to better understand how anxiety may be affecting your child. And really understanding that anxiety causes many mental health feelings, but also a lot of physical feelings. Help is out there, and I look forward to connecting with you next time. Thanks for listening today. If this episode helped you better understand the health of your teen and you're ready to learn more, Please subscribe to hear future episodes of this podcast. Consider sharing it with other parents of teenagers. And remember, parents can help their teens live healthy and balanced lives.